0: Hi, everyone. I have some big news that I want to share with you before we get to our podcast today. I wanted to let you know that Path 11 TV is actually launched. However, we are going to be throwing a party on November 11th at 11 a.m. with Suzanne Northrup. She's an evidential medium and she's gonna be talking with us about mediumship and after death communication on November 11th at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then after that, Suzanne has agreed to give people who sign up for a yearly membership a free gallery reading over Zoom. So the readings necessarily aren't guaranteed, depends on how many people sign up, um, but once you sign up for your annual membership for $59, we are going to email you the Zoom link to enter into the gallery reading over Zoom with Suzanne on 11-11 at 12 p.m. So we are really, really excited about this, and we decided to discount the annual membership by 40% off the regular price until our launch on November 11th. Once November 12 hits, the price is going back up. So I would really love for you to take advantage of your annual membership for $59. With that, you are going to get free access to a gallery reading with Suzanne Northrup and you can check out her website if you haven't heard of her yet, Suzanne Northrup.com. And uh, if, if you sign up before November 11th, you will be able to enter into that Zoom room with her, and hopefully you will get your own reading. So head on over to Path11TV.com. You can register for that annual membership now for $59 and start watching all the content that we have. There's some wonderful stuff on there. I know you're going to enjoy it if you love listening to our podcast. Oh, and by the way, If you've just been listening to the podcast, we have the video um, podcast for Path 11 over on Path 11 TV. So you can't see them anymore on YouTube, but you can watch them for free at path11tv.com. All right, guys, let's get to our show. Hi, and thanks for tuning in to the Path 11 podcast. I am your host, April Hanna. At the Path 11 Podcast, we are here trying to deliver leading-edge research on consciousness, healing, and metaphysics. And just like you, we are trying to answer the big questions about life. Who are we? Why are we here? And what is our purpose? We hope by listening to our podcast, it will make each day you live on Earth a little easier to understand. And now for today's podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Path 11 podcast. You better hold on to your seats for this conversation because I have a feeling it's going to be a really good one. I have Pizza Morton, uh, who is a professional Reiki and mindfulness teacher, author, and speaker with me today. So we are going to go really in-depth probably with speaking about Reiki, our experiences. You have to hear some of the stuff that um, she is studying and doing that is just going to blow you away. She's a regular contributor at the Science and non-duality, S-A-M-D conference, uh, her short online documentaries, The Geometry of Love and Imaging the Hidden Geometry of Reiki, like what? I can't wait to talk to her about this, um, originated from a series of spontaneous mystical experiences and offers thought-provoking insights into the mechanics of consciousness and energies which normally pass unseen and silent. Pita is from the UK and is currently living in a region of France, with France, which I'll let her pronounce because I can't do that. Um, and she also recently wrote a book called Ancient Teachings for Modern Times. And there was a chapter in this book that I absolutely love that incorporates the word. So our language, the sound that comes out of our mouths and tying that to like vibration and how that can heal and what is actually happening when we give words breath. So without further further ado, I'd like to welcome Pita. How are you today? Oh, I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's a yes. great
1: show. Yeah, really glad to be here, especially yes. in these um, very interesting times that we're in. <laughs> it
0: is. And I have to ask you a question too before we even get into some of the content. But when I was reading your book, I noticed that you had a couple of authors and a couple of people you know, who reviewed it and you know gave their claim to how great it was. And one of them um, is... Um, Mark, Mark Cerdo from the Triad Mine. We had him on the show. He was episode 71. He oh, I must listen noun- to that. Yeah, <laughs> the sound engineer um, for the Monroe Institute. And Mike and I, we were doing a screening of one of our films. And he happened to be on site. And it was the first podcast that I ever did where I was sitting across from someone. And uh, he had this whole meditation portal that we talked about. And, you know, he was really into the sounds, the binaural beats. I mean, just everything. And he was an amazing man. And I was like, oh, my God, how does Mark know PETA? And you also, um, we I just interviewed Mark Gober we had him on for both of his books and i'm like look at these connections two of these people are are reading pita's books i've had them on the podcast so i was just curious to know how do you know how do you know these guys oh do you know if
1: mark gober i met at sand at the the science oh. and we were both speaking there and um mark Serto. do you, do you know facebook i think Originally, it's it's really funny because we were chatting this morning, (laughs) we were tapping away to each other this morning because we were both feeling a bit freaked out by all this, um, this use of like, you know, the way that propaganda is being used and, um, you know, in a very, um, very quite. Quite manipulative way, and so we were really sort of intrigued by that. And it's like, well, how can we? How can we work with this? You know, how can we turn this round? And what can we? What can we create from there? So, uh, yeah, and I've I've been really interested in Mark's um, work for a long, long time because I, 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 followed all the stuff from, you know, the Monroe Institute and, you know, done various out-of-body courses and things like that. You know, I, I had a, I had a little taste of um, spontaneous out-of-body experiences probably about 10 years ago. I had a whole succession of them and then spent about 18 months being totally obsessed about getting back into that. It was like, Oh, this is just the most wonderful, expansive state. And, um, yeah it became a bit um uh, i I read everything and listened to everything and you know went on endless courses to 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 explore those sort of outer body states and not not just outer body states but other states of consciousness so, um yeah and then thought actually it's quite useful being in a body on this planet and doing the <laughs> pulling the two things together you know having that that wider awareness yeah and um and actually but being very embodied you know i think that's a bit of a danger with spiritual people is they all become so you know light and love and very airy fairy that actually some of the practicalities go by the wayside Mm-hmm. So, mm. yeah,
0: well, yeah, I'd like you to give our listeners a little bit more of your background, too, because I know that you had a life threatening illness that kind of made you reevaluate your approach to life. Um, it sounds like you've always kind of been a seeker. And like you said, you've been dabbling in, in a lot of this different stuff. But didn't you also have a background of being a police officer, too? Did I read that somewhere? That-
1: yeah, I, I I wasn't always a seeker um mm-hmm. it's this is new to me i'm someone sort of i'm a learning curve like a very steep learning curve at the moment um it's only been the last ten years really i i, I really did have to you know like so many people on this path you know I had to bump up against that wall uh, and start really looking hard at what I wanted from life and what where I was going and why i more why i was going well you know why i was behaving how I was behaving and where my priorities were. Um, but yeah, no, I wasn't, um, I don't think I was even, I think I was probably always quite intuitive. Um, but I wasn't, um, I, I wasn't, I, I I didn't feel anything, you know, I just, I was my body and my thoughts and my emotions and, um, not very numb to that all and anything a little bit subtle. And, um, but at the same time, yeah, I was, I, I policed for probably 13, 14 years. I was military intelligence before that. So I've always had the, and I was been the state agent, you know, I've had these very left brain sort of sensible jobs. And then I, I had this run in with cancer and, um, and all sorts of other nonsense that comes when, you know, your life starts unraveling, you know, financial stuff and bouts of depression and stress and, you know, all that, that, that stuff. Um, But actually, the policing is is it's not so far removed, no, because (laughs) because you're working in those. What fascinates me about the whole this whole conscious this whole consciousness reiki. Um, experience is like what goes on with our thoughts and our our emotions and when you're policing you're yeah, in these really highly charged emotional environments like on a it, it's like instead of dipping in and out of trance you know when you're doing a session you know you're walking with a foot between worlds you, you walk into these environments that you know one minute you're in a domestic violence situation everybody's screaming and you've got to learn how to just with your presence to to calm things. And and then half an hour later, you'll be sat with somebody telling them their child has just died. Or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, so I've spent a long time um, with real – sitting with people who are having really – um, strong emotional experiences and being able to sort of ha- help them. You know, I've never been this policewoman at, policewoman at the side of the road with a speed camera. That's not my bag. It's always been there as a, you know, helping people in difficult moments. That's been my um, my thing. And just understanding how people tick, it, they fascinate me. Mm. You know, what what goes on in here? and What goes on in here? Um, and I think... With my practice now, what's really um, it's been really really interesting is just understanding how our thoughts and emotions really shape our, our, our entire lives. Really, it's not just about making decisions, but we really on a subtle level we really change our our environment, our atmosphere.
0: Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I mean, I've worked a a lot with military personnel and, uh, you know, used to run a wellness center for combat vets using acupuncture and Reiki. And I have to tell you that, um, like, out of all the police officers and, you know, military people that I have worked with, their intuition is so strong because they're reading energy constantly. You know, Mm. they're reading the nonverbals. They are feeling they're using their whole bodies you know, to be that sensor for like their lives and protection and protecting others. So I have found that those two worlds are not, they look to be very separate, but they are not at all. Um, That's been my experience. And, and so, you know, through your battle with cancer um, because, you know, so many people that that is such a common diagnosis that many, many people are experiencing and have experienced. um, I think that I just feel like I'm getting a sense to ask uh, you'd talk a little bit more about that and how you kind of work through that, how you came to spirituality and Reiki and mindfulness. And, you know, here you are writing books, uh, ancient teachings for modern times and studying the geometry of, of healing, you know, the sacred geometry of all this. So how did the cancer actually leap you into a world that seemed polar opposite from where you were coming from? Do you know, it's such, it was such a gift. Mm-hmm. It was really—it's
1: such—and what a great rabbit hole to fall down. I think once you do sort of open that that door a, a tiny little bit, you know, it's ah, oh, it's just fascinating, absolutely fascinating. Um, I, I think the the thing that really did it for me—I remember lying in bed with my my two girls the night of my diagnosis, and thinking oh, my God, I might not actually see them grow up. You know, I might not be there for them as a mum or... Um, and it, it made me really start looking at what I appreciated in life, you know, what I valued. And it wasn't, you know, at the time I was an estate agent, it wasn't chasing the next biggest commission, you know, what chateau can I sell next? Because I used to sell these big posh houses. Um, and what I realised, it was the little things. Um and when I started, um, I realised something really had to change. You know, I really, really had to make um, some changes in in my way of thinking and my way of behaving. I hadn't realised to what extent um, my my whole way of perceiving life. Really, you know, I was a you wouldn't want to bump into me in the supermarket, <laughs> you know, and say hi, how are you? You know, just don't ask me that question because I'd have told you, and it was never good. <laughs> I was always that moaning mini, you know, so you'd say, how's it going? And I'd say, oh, my God, there's this happened and that happened. And I was always focused on what was wrong, you know, constantly focused on what was going wrong in my life rather than like the, just this awesome, awesome opportunity that we have being alive and being a body in us, you know, a soul in a body on a planet and. It's just the most amazing experience. And so I think it really gave me a new way of looking at um, at life. And so that was kind of a good wall to bump into. And then I, I discovered Reiki fairly shortly after that. You know, once I had actually had my physical recovery, but I was still a bit, you know, quite screwy emotionally, really, and very focused on a very fear based very constantly worrying about money and what people thought of me and and all those sorts of things and then i i i, I just started reading you know with the the bog standard law of attraction books and um you know a bit of deepak chopra and you know the the very basic stuff and it was so useful so so useful so i ended up um the, the more i looked you know, the more I I read, and the more I understood, and the more I practiced, I I learned Reiki, and it opened a whole new world to me, you know, and I realized I'm not just this physical body that I actually felt energy moving. And I, you know, uh, really worked on my, my my sensitivity. Um, So, you know, today, I could be lying in bed and I'll feel a certain vibration. And I'll get my and I've got an app on my iPhone. and I'll go, oh, where's Mars right now? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and really becoming so aware of um, reading vibration. It's like interpreting vibration. Really, that's that's all we do. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's a fast moving or it's slow moving, and I I became. I, I spent a lot more time looking at what was going on inside of me, you know, why and, and learning to take responsibility for, um, for for the things I was thinking and feeling and creating, which I had no idea that I was doing that. You know, they were just thoughts as far as I was concerned. I had no idea that I was actually, you know, beginning to actually create a, a life with with my this constant negative thing, oh, negative thinking not always negative thinking but you know I I just realized I was um yeah just becoming a lot more aware of what was going on in here and in here and learning to be okay with being with that and create from that place you know it's like okay I don't have to fight it I can just allow it to be there and you know when you bump into something that is not comfortable instead of just you know running away from it or distracting myself in some way or pouring another glass of wine or going shopping or you know watching or blaming somebody else I would actually I I learned enough to actually be present with it and start asking questions about well what was my role in this you know how did how did I contribute to this and and then and and then just starting to experiment and realizing that oh oh you you can create with your mind and with your emotion and you know you have those little wins don't you and those little series of synchronicities and you go oh this is really cool it works and then you bump into the thing that you created that you hadn't meant to create and it's like oh no mm-hmm. so it's just been it's like being a kid in a playground it's you know, I've just discovered this whole subtle world that's just mind blowing. So that's why I wrote the book. I wanted to make something really, really easy for people, really.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: I really wanted something that my mum could pick up. Um, because it's so cool. And it's like, nobody taught me. Why didn't I learn this at school? Right? And it's so like... easy. And it, it it's our natural state of being.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we, I'd shut mine off. I'd totally shut myself down I didn't want to feel anything uncomfortable Mm. so instead of having something like you'd have this all it is it's a sensation really you'd have this vibration inside and you'd say well that doesn't feel very nice so you push it away instead of saying well what do I what what's this showing me what do I want to you know if I if I don't like this thing well what is it that I want to move towards then you know Mm. if this if this is showing me that this is Unhealthy or un um, uncomfortable, then what's my belief about that? You know, what? Why do I? Why am I feeling that way? Is it true? So all that whole discussion that you have with yourself about um, why you think what you're thinking, and I, I just it was so useful and so easy. I just wanted to share it so that people didn't have to go through all the. <laughs> you know, it took me a long time, and I, it's like, well, couldn't I just put it into? It, it's not a very um, it's not a very technical book. It's not a deep spiritual text. So if anybody's ever looking for, to go right into it, it's quite multi-layered. It's one of those books that sometimes things jump out at you go and you see new things, you know. You read you read the simple, but then there's there's layers that I don't know how that happened because I don't feel it. It sort of came from a higher place when I was writing it. Mm-hmm. Um so it's a very basic book,
0: you mm-hmm. know,
1: but it's the book I wish I had when I started out I wish I'd had somebody to hold my hand Um, and I didn't want to go to a monastery or to go and study I'd love to go and have the time to 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 go and study you know really sit with some masters now but at the time if you'd said you know go and study with a Christian mystic or go and study Buddhism I'd have gone oh my god (laughs) you know it it freaked me out and Mm -hmm. um, so I just wanted something that wasn't very gaudy. you know
0: yeah, so,
1: we're touching on the sacred, you know, t- totally. Now I have I'm very comfortable with that now, but I wasn't when I started. And I yeah,
0: yeah, I really want to focus on um, I have some of my notes here on chapter five, uh, the word and, you know, giving thing. I, I usually talk to my clients, too, that have held some really um, heavy stuff, you know, that they've gone through in their life. And my one of my teachers had told me and now I pass this along that it's very important that we give things breath. And then when I read your chapter on chapter five, the word, I was like, oh, my God, she totally explains what this means. It was awesome. But before we get into chapter five, can you give our listeners just a little bit of an overview of what they could expect? You know, why they would want to pick up the book? Uh, what do you have in there? How are you kind of outlining it and what tools are you giving the reader?
1: I I think it gives us um well, first of all, an idea as to like the mechanisms of consciousness, you know, how energy moves. And when I say energy, it's really consciousness. It's mind. It's how mind and thought and emotion all combine um, and how that interacts with the. I, I spend a very um, brief bit at the beginning talking about the, the, the links between mind and body and matter and how actually they're not so separate at all they're all different states of the same energy the same substance you know there's this there's this juicy substance in the universe and we've got a myriad of names for it but um but it's all different states of the same the same thing just um moving at different rates different cycles different speeds different you know sometimes it's dense and sometimes it's very spacious and light and you can't see it um, so I explain a little bit about that because I find it, it's helpful because you can actually start feeling that in, 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 in action. And then I spend quite a lot of time um, looking at how our thoughts and our words and our actions or our non-actions, as is often the case, our procrastination, mm-hmm. um, how they really influence this substance and the, uh, and our collective, you know, how they impact us uh, and the people around us. And so, you know, th- some of the, the questions, some of the things that go on inside, it, it's really a book about becoming self-aware uh, and just starting to notice, you know, what is that in a dialogue? What am I telling myself? I had no idea. I'd never noticed the stories I had in my head. Mm-hmm. I'd never noticed what I was saying to people when I was speaking to them. Um, you know, and the things I kept repeating over and over and over again, and just complete nonsense, and so I'm constantly anchoring things into my reality that I really didn't want, um and also how to work um as a community mm-hmm. and I think that's super super I think that's you know kind of where we're heading towards really it's you know learning to um, be much more compassionate with ourselves with other people and I think we're moving to a period where we will be working a lot more closely with other people and it's powerful stuff. You know, when people are consciously aware of what they're creating and they're doing it as a group,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, it's like it's 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 magic. Literally. It is. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. So um, let's talk a little bit about chapter five, the word, because it's not only about kind of, you know, when we're talking about law of attraction and this concept of like, you know, careful what you wish for, what you ask for, what words are you putting out? What are you affirming? um, But you also talk a lot about uh, vibration Mm. and the sound and how um, I took a couple of notes here where you said vibrations make complex geometric patterns. And I wanted to ask more about that and how you also were talking about, you know, the sound that's coming out of my mouth right now um, comes out in a spherical form, not linear. So, you know, you were kind of talking about sound waves in this chapter too, and how um, I wanted to learn a little bit more about that, um, the waves of that, and how there's a huge spiritual component behind the breath. So, um, this is like, ah, oh, I want more of this. So, um, and, and you start this chapter off by saying, what you speak, you claim. You know, And then you make the reader think about not only just the words that we're saying, but the vibration and what vibration and sound and what that does to the molecules and the cells in our bodies. I mean, it's it's just fascinating to me. So I want to learn more about what you know about these complex geometric patterns, um, what is happening as I'm speaking to you right now and what we're saying to others, and how can we get our listeners to be more mindful and really kind of soak in what you talk about in chapter five.
1: Wow, I, I was frantically thinking. Oh, what did I say? What did I write in chapter five? What <laughs> so mm-hmm. was in chapter five? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, um, oh, sound is just. Do you know? I think everything is based on sound. Mm. The world is founded on sound. It's just a lot of the time we only hear, and we we, we only hear a tiny, tiny percentage of the this spectrum of of, of acoustics. Um, that are available to us. Every sound that we make creates a vibration, and it moves energy. Mm-hmm. You know, and you see it. You know, if you stand next to, um, I don't know, you stand next to water, and you talk really loudly. You know, you would you would see it. Or if you if you're breathing outside on a cold day, you know, you're talking outside, you see that there there's something going on. We don't normally see it on a hot day. You wouldn't see what's you wouldn't see air moving. Um, what, when you have, um, when when you, when you talk, uh, we have the impression that we have these sound waves, you know, you talk about waves uh, and it's not, it's like a bubble that comes out in 3d all around you. You know, it's, it's multidimensional. It's not a flat, um, it's not a flat thing. So, um, have you, have you ever heard of cymatics?
0: cymatics um possibly it sounds a little familiar but okay if so, I so, have, i don't think i delved into it but okay. maybe explain it a little bit more and it so, might bring So, about.
1: cymatics is the study of sound and vibration made visible and um you've probably seen it on youtube and you have um they used to do it with sand on a what they call a classy yes. plate so you'd have the flat plate and they would bow uh, play bow music you know they bow a violin or they play something and then you see these geometric like patterns. patterns yes And what's happened today is they've made this. um, It's become uh, it's become more technical. You know, we've evolved. So today you can do it with a little like a little water dish, a little dish. You can put it on a speaker. You can do it yourself at home. Try it. It's great fun. Um, You you put a little bit of water in the bottom of a, a dish. Um, or you can use a lab instrument like a cymoscope or a cymatic, you know, some sort of cymatics viewer. But basically all it is, is it's a, it, it's a dish of water in a container and you can plug it in with an aux lead into a sound system or you could um, put it on top. I quite often just stick it on a speaker, you know, one of these little portable speakers. So, um, And then you can play sounds through your speaker and when you you speak, there's there's a vibration so you know you see lots of people doing it with with music and and what happens is the, the the water molecules um it's the membrane it's the surface membrane of the water what happens is it with each vibration it makes these geometric patterns um so you can rig yourself up to a to to your speaker you know you can record yourself speaking or singing and then plug that into the speaker and what happens is it makes these beautiful geometric or not beautiful <laughs> which is mm-hmm. that, that, that's kind of telling you know um it makes these geometric patterns and you know it, it they're just stunning to watch um so you can do it with music and you can do it with singing and with your voice and i've been playing with it with reiki um because what uh, just through I don't know how it happened. I started working with people on Skype. And for some reason, when we work on Skype, um, we hear these sounds of energy moving in during the session. So what happens is you'll you'll be sat there talking like we are now. And the minute we start sharing Reiki, we hear these like zoom, 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 come through, or, or they, they come like really loud through the speakers of, our, of my home computer. You know, it's not at all technical. It's just I'm sat here with an antiquated computer and it makes these really loud noises. Um, and, some, and they vary depending on the person and the session. And um, so I've been plugging those sounds into to find out well what's going on in these sessions you know sometimes it's very rhythmic and it's very relaxing and oh you know it's like a washing machine going round. and yet sometimes you'll hear like or you get a real staticky sound you know where especially when people are stressed or they're you know when they're anxious um with people with ptsd or um, when they're really unhealthy, people with cancer quite often or bone issues, um, what you find is it's like it, it's almost like you don't get a regular sound at all. You don't get a, You know, it, it's not a specific frequency that you'd have on some of the other sessions. Um, you, you get this like static sound, like you've got a radio that's stuck between stations mm-hmm. Um I had a really interesting experience actually with a, a student. We were doing some distance. I was teaching her to do distance healing, and I said, "Okay, you're going to share some Reiki with me, and and we'll record it on Skype, and we'll see what happens." And um, just before we met online, and I've been in a great I've been doing sessions all morning, and you know, all very rhythmic and very comfortable and very relaxed. And literally two or three minutes before we went online. Um, I had a phone call saying my dad had been taken into intensive care Mm -hmm. and then I had to go and teach. Um, And the minute she started sharing Reiki with me, uh, all you could hear was like... (laughs) Uh, really, and lots of really interesting, lots of light that was flashing on the session, lots of color changing. That the computer picks up stuff that we, we kind of see psychically, you know, you see it intuitively. Mm-hmm. Um, and Skype picks up all manner of stuff that it, it's not within our range of, um, yeah, it's on the fringes of what we're aware of. And I think psychics probably tap in, they've probably just got a slightly wider range of what they pick up on. So, what I've learned is every time we say something, uh, we're we're, we're kind of making a bridge between what has been going on internally, what we've been thinking. So, you've got that internal world. The minute you express it, it's the first manifestation of something that's coming out into the external world. So, it starts with that inspiration, that internal impulse. You know, where does that thought come from? Um, It's... it's, uh, in a lot of the old textbooks, the, the old teachings, they say that there are three stages of matter. There's um, fine matter, fine, gross matter, which is thought. You know, it, it still creates a shape and a vibration. Um then you have word, which is just a, a more tangible sense of matter. You know there's something going on. know, thought's still part of the physical world, but you don't see it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's there, but it's much more subtle. It, it still exists. It's still part of our, our world. And, and that's why, you know, telepaths, uh, people who are telepathic and psychic can pick up on, they, they, they feel that, that subtle vibration. But when you speak something, it's the first time um, that it becomes, it, it becomes tangible and material. It's the first real evidence we have of, of something. And it's such a powerful tool for, for creation of influencing people. And you can tell when you speak to people, you know, whether they're being authentic or not, you know, you, you feel it. It's not just the, you, you see it, you feel when somebody speaks the truth, you know, I, I'm I'm fascinated by all these politicians at the moment. You know, you just know who you can, who's trustworthy and who's not. You know, you you feel there's a resonance about when somebody stands there, really being authentic and speaking their truth. You, it's not just you hear it; you feel it. They shape the space around them. They shape this. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so what I've been doing with the Reiki stuff is where I've been recording these crazy sessions. So, I don't know. It's like, what do you do all day, Mum? It's like, well, I sit there and I listen to these sounds coming out of the speak. I sit there staring at people on Skype and you hear all these crazy sounds that come out of the computer and I record them. And then we've been putting them through the, the, the Cymatics viewers. And what you can do is you put a little light over the top. And you can film what's going on on the, the water below, and you see the moving in real time. Loads of little vortices, like um, wow. v- vortices everywhere. Um, very much based around the the toroid or the the yin yang, that that yin yang, and the different polarities. Um, so, yeah, I I'm, mean, I'm, I'm still playing with it. It's we've not done anything hugely um, scientifically. I've been experimenting for about 10 years with it now. But, wow. you know, seeing how emotions shape these things as well, you know, these patterns, um, when people are in a good place, it usually produces these beautiful geometric patterns. Uh, mm-hmm. you, um, uh, Heard of Maserato Emoto, um, Maseru not Maserato, Maseru Emoto, um, and his water crystals, and, and it, you know, it, it's very much the same thing. I think what he's what, when we see um, these water crystals or even snowflakes, I actually think what what's being captured is what's in the air around us all the time. That just goes unnoticed. It's like the atmosphere around us, and it, it, I think it's what we feel. You know, when you walk into a room, and you know there was a fight in there five minutes ago, you know that those people in the room or, or behind you, you know, there's somebody looking at you, and you you can't see them, but you know there's. I, I think that's what we're picking up on. I think we're picking up on this these vibrational patterns that are, are surrounding us all the time. But with this, um, just by shining a light on a dish of water, you can actually see what's going on. Uh, and you can see what happens, I, I think, to the water molecules in our body.
0: Wow. And, and then, how are you? So what are you plugging it into? I want to get one of these things. I want to try this. <laughs> I need one of these. So, like, are you just using a regular camera or? Um,
1: yeah, you know, I'm, it's, my setup's really. Um, John Stuart Reed, yeah. Um, has a brilliant website called cymoscope.com. Okay. Um, and he uses um, – he, he's got some really sophisticated lab equipment, and I know mm-hmm. he's been putting things – he's been working with Rupert Sheldrake and Merlin Sheldrake recently, putting things in pressure chambers so they can, you know, make sure there's no inf- no influence from barometric pressure changes, and, you know, they've been getting very rigorous with it. But um, you can buy a very basic cymoscope setup for uh, – cymatic setup for uh, you know 100 euros or 100 dollars pounds yeah. whatever you're in oh, okay. um, but you can literally just put a dish of water on a speaker just rest it on top of a speaker and plug sound or reiki in or whatever it is you any any audio recording that you have
0: mm-hmm.
1: just stick an aux lead into it and um, you have to learn to fiddle a bit with the volume mm-hmm. um, I'm really not an expert at that you know there are some great um, uh, people like Sean um, Picaric and um, uh, David Schiermeyer, uh, a couple of guys out there, they have really getting to grips with um, Cymatic's work. And Dave Shiermeier has done some amazing stuff. Actually, he started now. He's he started doing this thing. He's um, he puts bubbles. He blows a bubble. Like, you've got this dish of water here, and what he does is he he'll blow like with kids bubbles. And he thickens them up with a bit of glycerin to, to make sure they don't pop. And mm-hmm. so they 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 have this bubble over this dish of water. And he shines a light through um, from different angles so you can actually see what's going on and, you know, makes the room a bit dark. And just films. He's doing it with, you know, just with a, an iPhone or a, an Android or whatever. It's not technical. Mm-hmm. Um, but what you see is these instead of having these flat patterns, these flat geometric patterns, what you see is these these 3D, you know, vortices and um, lots of intricate lines and th- this geometry is moving. All, it, it's almost like watching the Northern Lights. Wow.
0: Um,
1: it's, so, yeah, I found that really, really interesting because as we're doing, you know, especially using the sounds from Reiki sessions, mm-hmm. what I'm realising is like, oh, we're kind of seeing the processes of what what's going on inside our bodies. I think at the same time, it's yeah. like you know, it's not just a sound; there is an effect.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: moving; these things are moving energy in a certain way. Um, so I've, I've, yeah, I've become really, and also I, I think I'm pretty sure I can't say hand on heart, you know, definitively, but I'm pretty sure there are we're, you know, the planets are just they move too and they have these cyclical movements. They they create a vibration as they're moving. They're just much bigger, slower cycles. Mm-hmm. And some of the sounds that come through, I've started looking at people's natal charts when I do sessions now as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to see common um common common themes, you know, when I've looked for people uh, a while back that all had what the old medical astrology books would have de- defined as Saturn conditions, you know, lots of contraction, lots of cold, lots of dents, bone issues, skin issues. Um, and they all had similar frequencies in their session and they all had made similar sounds and quite often similar emotional states as well. Wow. and. And, you know, I want to do another one with um, Mars is pretty pronounced at the moment. You know, Mars is in Aries. So we've got like, like this fiery, um, angry energy or action based energy that, that's it's pretty evident on the planet at the moment. And I'm kind of curious as to see whether that would um, I'd be hearing a lot more high pitched, you know, fiery, dew, dew, you know, the fast high pitched. Because when an energy moves fast, it, it when things cycle faster they they have a higher frequency
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know yeah. Saturn is is cold and slow and dense and downward moving it's much it, it it's much closer to the physical you know it makes things manifest mm-hmm. and, and when you have this hot energy it gets things it stirs things up and it it moves upwards and its it rises and so it goes up to the head and and then you get a lot more you know lots of migraines and Um, inflammation and things like that so I'm just really interested to see how these sounds actually uh, move energy and I I think that's kind of what's going on within the body and within our meridians and you know we're just seeing the the energy moving in different ways Um, you know it might be very dispersed and then we're all a bit you know a bit dreamy a bit foggy and um, a bit scattered with our thinking you know we're not very precise um, because all our energy is you know open and spacey but much more connected to that spiritual part of ourselves
0: yeah and Um, it is like so experiential too that if you can actually you know hear stuff through the sound or show a client what the water is doing it almost is like allows people to see what they're feeling come to manifestation because Reiki to me, you know, with my clients is such an internal experience, you know? Uh, yeah. This is so cool. Hey, would you like to try some Reiki together? Since we're both, we're both trained in Reiki to see if the sound waves might do anything. Yeah. Reiki. I don't know
1: how it would work on this. We, we can try. I don't know how it would work on here. Um, I find it on zoom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I th- I've been speaking to various technicians to see how that, how that works when I mean, you see i don't know if you've noticed on here you keep getting those flashes of light. yes yeah uh-huh. <laughs> that i see a lot mm-hmm. in, in the skype and sometimes the, the colors we get these colors that come through you know that we'll, we'll get greens bright greens and oranges and you know yeah. um there have been times i've actually lost my client i've sat there going like, <laughs> or we talk about in reiki you talk about this great bright light mm-hmm. and i think we actually see it you know the, the computer picks it up yeah. <laughs> it's, it, we it's like you know sometimes it's like sitting on a it's like sitting on a walking down a, a catwalk you know with all the the, the cameras flashing um,
0: and i'm sure you've had enough sessions where you're like you you know what you're doing is you're kind of picking up on this this information this data i'm sure some of the skeptics might be saying like Oh well, that's probably just you know the radio frequency waves that are going through the air that day, and how much traffic, or you know somebody will look to debunk this and say, well, that flash of light is just because you know if you're moving back and forth or left and right, the light yeah, and the sun's moved through the window, and yeah. Sure. But I think you know where where you are in kind of like collecting your information and data is that you've had you've had enough repeatable experiences that it's starting to be something like you're starting to notice patterns
1: what we can definitely say is that um there's a definite link to consciousness Mm -hmm. because when we're talking like this that nothing happens it's silent Mm -hmm. and it only starts the minute i make a conscious decision to share reiki Mm. you know so i can see that it wasn't you know we were talking like this before and and we've done enough practice where um, you know because sometimes that people have said that you know you sit quietly and then the the on, on Skype um, it's a bit antiquated and actually I like that about that that's why I use Skype a lot because it is antiquated and it's not very they haven't got sophisticated filters and actually I want to hear the interference and the sound it's telling us something um, and it gets and what I would say with this it it might not work on this platform I don't know I've never never tried it um because it 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 doesn't seem to come through very well on things like zoom and google hangouts and the text that i've spoken to think it's to do with the algorithms and the the filters it's it's um it's much better buffered to to cut out this disturbance but it's kind of it's picking it, it skype seems to amplify a sound that's present it's very subtle but what it does is i think is it seeks that sound and then it it's like especially when it's quiet it seeks to make it louder and make it louder and make it louder so that we can hear um so i find it's very useful actually it gives us some really useful information and i definitely see there's themes with people's emotional states mm. you know or, or certain clients they come and every time i sit with a particular client they always i might not sit with them from one month to the next and yet they always make this very specific it's like oh that's Julie's noise (laughs) you know you just know autistic I have an autistic boy that I work with and um, lots of um, concentration problems and every time I sit with him it's like it's like really really high-pitched and really fast it's like it's like almost somebody's got clackers out you know doing that Mm -hmm. and it's like no wonder he gets distracted Mm. If he's got all this data that's coming in, I think that's what it is. It's just vibrational data that somehow it, it picks up. But yeah, I'll, I'll
0: try, but I have no idea what will happen on this. Okay, well, we'll try. If it's uneventful <laughs> and it's silent, I don't know. We'll either cut it out or a mic can put music over it. or. Um, so I would like to also send to you. Is that okay? Yeah, I know. Sending oh, yes. to each other. Um, Definitely and, up for that. And it'll be interesting because we, we have been using uh, the StreamYard site uh, for the simple fact that it's great connection. Like right now, I hear nothing. Like it sounds, you sound perfectly pure and clear. I'm not getting any feedback. And I know what you mean. We um, have done a lot of interviews over Skype and you can hear a little bit of like background noise. So, I mean, who? I, I just want to try it. I think it'd be really cool. Yeah, and I mean, we, what, what we could do if this doesn't work is if you do want to, we could meet on Skype.
1: Um, yeah. Um, because I know that would work and it's much better without headphones and mic'd up, you know, you just leave, you just leave it without all the, yeah, you just really try and get rid of the filters
0: yeah. and then it's
1: really, so if it doesn't work here, you know, we could always hop over to Skype, hop over to Skype and then, you know, you can, I'll leave you to
0: leave the techies (laughs) to patch up. (laughs) I know poor Mikey's probably like, Oh no, what are they doing? (laughs) But (laughs) I, I, I don't know how this will work. We'll see. Okay, so so we'll just kind of go into our our space. My intent is to send Reiki to you. You're going to be sending Reiki to me, and um, maybe we can just do it for thirty seconds to a minute. Is is that long yeah, enough? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's good. Okay, all right. So just let okay. me know when you're ready.
1: Yeah, now let's go. Let's play. Yeah, you can hear it very briefly, very faintly, but it's very faint. But, you know, you won't mistake it on Skype. It's, yeah. And it, again, it, it links to um, there are days when it's very discreet,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, you know, and I think I think there are just genuinely days when the energy is very still. And it, back when we had a lot of solar flares, um That was a really fascinating time. It was literally like somebody was driving like a bulldozer through the house. It was like, and the the kids would be upstairs in the bedroom and they, oh, mum's working again. And you'd literally hear these like really loud um, noises and the whole house would vibrate. Um, And what was really interesting about that, you could actually make the correlations between the, it was actually at the time, you pick it up at the time the solar flare took place because you could check them on the on nasa space weather site or tesis there's these um people that monitor space weather and um it was actually at the time the flares occurred at on the sun not the time they um we were we were feeling them on the, at the Earth's magnetic field, it, it, you know, two or three days later when it reaches Earth, we yeah. are actually picking these sounds up at the time they were happening, which I found was like really, that's really kind of curious.
0: Yeah, well, I say you have opened up a world for me. I just, I might want to contact you personally and have a one on one session with you. maybe we'll do it through (laughs) Skype. And if you don't mind, I'll record it. And I can share it with my audience. uh, Just because we're running out of time. And we have another another uh, guest to bring on. But um, yeah, you've opened up a world for me. And I, you know, I think it was three years ago, I had a session with a Uh, medium and intuitive that I highly respect. I think she does really good work. And she said to me, you you got a book coming. Mm. She goes, it's all on sound waves. (gasps) Oh, yum. And as we're talking, and I was thinking, everybody says they're going to write a book. Sure, I've always wanted to write a book. What would I write a book on? Then she said sound waves. And I was like, Yeah, I don't think that's right. I don't think she got that one right. Well, (laughs) I just got I
1: just got truth bumps. That's what I call them.
0: I don't (laughs) know my truth bumps you know, maybe you and I are going to have to stay connected and I might have to like really start uh, researching this a little bit more and collecting some data with all of my clients because, I mean, I love sound. I love music. Music is like part of my life. I cannot live without it. And um, I was doing at the time a Reiki meditation music class with a sound healer and he is also a vibroacoustic therapist and he Mm -hmm. has this beautiful 22-string harp guitar. I mean, I don't know. He got it shipped to him. It was, you know, handmade. And He plays this beautiful music while we're delivering Reiki and um, just the way that the people feel after these classes. It's like none other, because his sound that comes out of that guitar just transports people on top of the Reiki, on top of the essential oil. So I was thinking, well, I really am fascinated by the whole sound healing aspect. But as I'm thinking about it, she wrote it down on this purple piece of paper. It said sound waves. And I was like, hmm, and sound, that
1: it sound moving. And for, for me, I, I kind of have this idea. And again, it's not something technical, but it, it's I have this idea that there is this pure frequency that is love.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That is, you know, love and compassion. That is what the universe. It, it's like that's our natural state. And everything else is, you know, just energy moving from that central point. And I think what happens is when you you connect to that frequency of Reiki, everything else, it's like hitting a tuning fork mm-hmm. and everything else. It's not that you control it. I, I don't see it that you play this particular frequency and this frequency will do this thing because different containers You could play the same frequency in two different containers and it would have a different effect. You know, you Mm -hmm. see that when you play an instrument, you know, if it's narrow, it doesn't make the same sound. So I don't think it's as simple as just every we're all so unique. But somehow I, I think, you know, Reiki and not just Reiki, but, you know, this that coming back to your center, to your true self, that. It's like really is the 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 basis of of the universe of the cosmos of of everything, and I literally think when we connect with that stuff, we're just hitting a tuning fork, and everything else goes. And the body goes, ah, oh, I know what this is. I know how this feels. <laughs> this feels, I feel, I feel more spacious. I feel lighter. I feel uh, more expansive. It's like ah, oh, this is my, This is what I'm made of. Really, yeah. we recognize it even on a molecular level and everything. Um, sort of reorganizes itself to to create that space
0: well this this conversation was so much fun i loved it i love speaking to you um i i am sure our listeners i'm sure you're busy right now you're probably going to get even busier because i am sure all of my listeners are going to be like pizza i want a skype session i want to hear my vibration and my sound so um just be prepared i'm they're they're going to be calling you so uh, why don't you um let them know how they can reach you for these reiki sessions um you know and we live in new york so uh, have we have a lot of listeners here in the states and stuff and so yeah, yeah so well uh, i work uh, all over the world
1: um petermorton.com is the best it's p-e-t-a-m-o-r-t-o-n.com um, you've got all my contact details from there. I constantly look on Facebook and, and, and things as well. I would just say to your listeners that we haven't got away yet. I know it's coming. Um, it's, it's a tiny little vision that I had years ago and everything else in the vision has come, has become accurate and actually come into being, but, um, we haven't yet got a way of doing this, seeing the images in real time. Um, So you know, tell your listeners don't expect to come and see all these images, Um, right? But I don't, I don't think it's far off. We haven't got the technology to do it in real time yet, but
0: uh, it's not, it's it's there, (laughs) it's coming, it's close, it's exciting. Oh, it is very exciting. So yeah, yeah, keep keep me in mind and. Gosh, I would love to to help in any way, or to find a way to collect data that maybe might even help you write write a book on it someday. So please yeah. keep in touch with me. And and let's do a Skype session. Out. Okay, we will. Yeah, let's we get will. together. <laughs> all right, Pizza. Thank you so much. And again, her book is called Ancient Teachings for Modern Times. Uh, please check out her website. Uh, the book was great, and um, yeah, I, I I'm gonna book a Reiki session. So I think all of you should too. <laughs> (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on the Path 11 podcast. This was a lot of fun. Oh, thank you. Really, really nice to get together with you. Thanks again for listening, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that show. And don't forget to head on over to path11tv.com, grab your annual membership for $59. Remember, that is 40% off the regular price. Once November 12th hits, the price is going to go back up to the regular price. So I really want you to take advantage of our launch deal of $59. You get over 75 hours of content that we have on there. And if you register, now, until November 11th, we are going to email you a private link to the Zoom gallery reading with Suzanne Northrup. And if you would like to watch Suzanne and see what she has to say before the gallery reading, you can tune in to Facebook Live YouTube live or watch it on path11productions.com. She's going to be speaking for about 30 to 45 minutes on November 11th at 11am. We're going to take a short break and then you are going to head on over to your Zoom room and sit there in the gallery and hopefully Suzanne will choose you and give you a private reading to connect with your deceased loved ones. So head on over to path11tv.com, take advantage of the annual membership. Remember, the monthly membership does not give you the Zoom link. You have to purchase the annual membership in order to get into the gallery reading Zoom room. All right, guys, take care.